best stories. Both teams respect each other. It's good rivalry. The best area high school sports coverage. Overtime in the Division One semifinal. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. This presentation of Brett Mania here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. I'm Alex Strofe hanging out with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios alongside my right-hand man, my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, the dean of area high school sports, the great Dennis Semrau. Alex Gravat helping out running the show and helping me out today as he gave me a, an apple as I wasn't able to eat lunch today. So thank you, Alex. I appreciate that. An apple a day keeps the doctor away, my man. Keep that doctor far, far away from me. And keep him far, far away from that man, Dennis Semrau, with me. Dennis, about 24 hours removed from a disappointing Milwaukee Bucks loss. I'm glad to see you came to work today, although I know how sad you are. Yeah, bummed. What can I say? It's uh, you kind of expected it. I've I've been through a number of game sevens with the Bucks in the past, so uh, you got to go to the Garden when they couldn't win game six at home. You know, it's it's too much to ask for another road win. You know, by the uh, tough to win team. three of them, yeah. But, yeah, and yeah, uh, uh, Gian- I'll just prove Giannis is a god. He really He's is. Pretty much just doing it by himself. I think it was basically one on four because. The, the Bucks couldn't shoot. They couldn't hit a freaking hit the water jumping out of a boat. As I could say, <laughs> there in the second half, and it was Giannis. And uh, I was listening to the radio play-by-play on the way home from a home talent game, and they were going, "He just missed a four-foot, a three-foot, and a two-foot shot." I think he's pretty much hit the wall. And when I heard that, and it went from 16 to 22-point deficit, I went. Nah, I know the NBA. Wait for the last five minutes. You know anything can happen. That's not, true. Not today. No, yeah, no, not, not, not this be. one. Yeah, just like uh, the game five win they stole on the road in Boston. Got to wait, but uh, unable to do it last night. So rather than talking Bucks, which I I will do tomorrow in this very time slot, six to seven, we'll have our season finale of Bucks at six. We will pivot over to high school sports as those are a little bit more uplifting and happy uh, than the the end of the Milwaukee Bucks season. So, Dennis, let's recap the week that was for you. You're always busy. You're always running around town. Weather, yeah. Well, first of all, I was supposed to be up in Mount up at Sauk Prairie for a Mount Horb softball game, and they moved the game up an hour early because they were worried about storms coming in. Of course, what day was that? That was Tuesday. Okay. Of course, nothing happened. So uh, I find out half hour before the game that it's been moved up and I'm a half hour away. So I come pouring in in the first inning and thankfully um, a couple of people there have, I, they do the games on iPads now right. with the, with the game changers. So right. yeah, so it was no problem catching up. But uh, the uh, pitcher uh, Lucy Dalk for Mount Horeb had just come off of uh, a no hit game on Saturday. A perfect game on Monday mm-hmm. where she struck out 17 of the 21 batters she faced against Baraboo. Not bad. And uh, she had a perfect game through four innings against Sauk. So she had 16 innings of no-hit softball. And then uh, the that's over, hitter, that's over two yeah, games, Dennis. Two and a half, almost three games. A five, a seven, and then four innings. But two of those three games ended up going five because Montorba's offense was really good. Yep. They went 12-1. to one. And uh, it was uh, 82 degrees. And I'm looking around Toasty. going, 
Uh, and I, I had a jacket because I was in the car. I wasn't sure what to expect. They were talking about rain. And somebody said, you're a little overdressed. And I go, well, you know, if I don't bring a parka here, I, I, it's not a high school game in the spring. Yeah. So, uh, but then, uh, okay, so ends up Mount Horb wins. Uh, they have to wait to see what happens with Oregon. This is his whole new pod thing. And in the Badger West, uh, ends up the Mount Horb finishes first in their pod. So they're going to get play the top team in the uh, Badger West North, which happens to be Baraboo, who they just no hit on Monday. They get to play them on Friday at home. And guess what happens? Baraboo wins. Baraboo wins. Three to one. Got a two-run home run in the uh, third inning, and that was one bad pitch, and that was it. Wow. And uh, So they won the conference title. Yeah, they won the conference title. With a worse record. With a worse record. They ended up with a conference in conference, they were eight and six, and uh, uh, Mount Horb was eleven and three. Now, this is what is also what's weird about this is, okay, you play the teams in your pod twice. That's six games. Then you play the teams in the other pod in your conference once. That's four more. Then you have to cross over to the other conference. But if you're in the north, you play the east north. If you're in the south, you play the east south. Well, as we saw during the basketball season. How good was that uh, East North? Wanakee, DeForest, Beaver Dam, Watertown. Very good. They're very good in softball and baseball too, and uh, so uh, you know. So then you had, uh, you know, it's just not a fair schedule. And the basketball coaches really ripped it during the winter. Did and that? the softball and baseball coaches aren't any happier. Trust me, from talking to yeah, them. Yeah, that's the difficulty with with this, though, right? I mean, you try to make an ease of access for for schedule wise, right? With these right. pods, well, and that yeah, was the idea they, behind them. They wanted but. the pods so less travel and more. But then, why don't you just play the teams in your pod and the other pod twice? And if you want to schedule the other side, fine. But then it's more of a round robin, and then you say, okay, well, now we're in our division. We had a chance. Maybe you might be a game or two separation. But basically makes those 14 games during the season a moot point. You know, so the conference titles decided in one game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, credit to Baraboo. They played some very good defense. They had a couple of pitchers. Uh, Caroline Lewison, Dan Lewison is the coach. His, he has his daughter on the team and two nieces. And then in Mount Horeb, the head coach has a daughter on the team. The assistant coach has a couple daughters on the team. There's a couple of sets of sisters. You talk about a family affair. I think wrestling. <laughs> you always talk about all these fam- wrestlers is. come through. But uh, you know, the smaller communities where you got families, it is so cool to watch these kids go out there playing for each other, knowing they've grown up playing for seven, eight years. Totally. And uh, how they have each other's back. And that going back to that Tuesday game when Lucy Dalk had a perfect game through four innings, in the first inning, her sister Ruby, a freshman, makes a diving catch in the hole between short and third, literally parallel to the ground. Catch. Then in the fourth inning, to preserve the no-hitter on three-hit ground ball, she gets one, and from shortstop at, on her knees, throws the batter out. So I asked her afterwards, I said, so what was, what was butter? Well, I think the one from the knees. And he said, so what did you think? She goes, well, I don't want my sister to be mad at me. I want her to be proud of me. So uh, I, I hope she is. And her sister said she had my back. <laughs> so a senior pitcher and a freshman shortstop. But then when they, when they, they played on uh, Friday against Baraboo, her sister at shortstop had no, uh, no putouts or assists. 
there was no action at all. But that game, Lucy also struck out 12. So. Oh, jeez. Wow. But think about this. He's a kid who threw a perfect game on a Monday, 17 of the 21 outs or strikeouts. And then uh, the next day, she ended up with uh, seven strikeouts, and the defense was phenomenal. So uh, that's the one thing with softball. you got a good pitcher and a catcher. You can dominate. But in those games that you can't, you know, if you have a good defense, you can get through and uh, scratch through. And so they only score one run. And on on Friday, the uh, coach for uh, Mount Horb, Jeremy Holman, goes, "Well, you know, you can't win a lot of games when you only score one run." <laughs> so what happens the next day on Saturday? They play Lodi in a non-conference game. Okay. Mount Horb won. Lodi nothing. Wow. <laughs> Lucy threw a two-hitter. Two-hitter. There you go. Wow. So Lucy. there's a, there's a span of a week of uh, eight days where she had. Uh, two no-hitters, a one-hitter, and a two-hitter. A perfect game in there, a 17-strikeout game. And uh, Mount Horb ends up with the number one seed. Uh, the seeding meetings were yesterday for softball, and they will play a week from uh, tomorrow starting out. The, the girls' tournament actually starts with first-run action on Thursday this week. Next Sunday is the boys' seeding, and baseball will start next week. So we are in playoff mode. Conference track meets, the Big 8 was on Friday, got delayed, finished up on Saturday. The Badger Conference meets are tomorrow. And uh, we are in, We got golf headed for regionals, um, and soccer's not that far behind. So it's, uh, you, you take a look at all the spring sports. Uh, wow, you know, here, here and this uh, this week, by the way, Edgewood is, seniors are graduating. Their right. last day of school is tomorrow. Tomorrow, right, yeah. They're finishing finals, so you're looking at... Uh, we blinked. We went from winter to what we had spring for what a th- two or three days. Uh, yeah, summer, maybe that might even be generous. It's, now it's yeah. maybe coming back. I like the analogy of I, I thought I'd had like three weeks from when I turned off my heat and I turned on my air conditioning. You had about three days. About three days. Yeah. And there you go. So, well, but hey, it, but given this is our unalienable right to complain, I don't know how many people I heard over the weekend. Home talent game on Sunday. God, it's warm. <laughs> you were just complaining about yeah, let's, me. let's stop complaining yeah, about the warmth. Come on, people. Well, big show for you tonight here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Next, we'll be joined by Chris Davis, who's the brand-new head coach of boys basketball at Sun Prairie West High School. We'll also be joined at about 6.30 by LaVar Ridgeway, who's the assistant director at the WIAA, going to be helping launch that new location uh, near Milwaukee. So we'll talk to him about that at about 6.30. We'll wrap it up following his interview as we uh, recap maybe some of our favorite moments with our two guests tonight and maybe preview what the week to come is for Dennis Emrau. We've got to deliver some packages. We'll talk about that at 645. Before we get to Chris Davis, though, I do want to tell you about our wonderful friends over at Zimbrick Honda here in Madison. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and they'll reduce your car buying stress by helping find the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbra Honda in Madison today or check current inventory at ZimbraConda.com. Chris Davis next at Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. on your Monday edition of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Alex Strofe alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau. Excited to be joined now, again Dennis, by a brand new basketball coach at Sun Prairie West. However, this week it's the boys basketball coach, Chris Davis with us, a former assistant at Madison East High School, now taking over the brand new program. 
and Sun Prairie. Chris, thanks so much for the time. Congratulations on the new role. Thank you. Definitely appreciate you guys having me on here. So, Chris, let's start with the process. What was it like for you from applying for the job to ultimately accepting the brand-new role? What, what what was that process like for you? Um, it was pretty tough um, um, just because of um, obviously being at East for so long, um, living on the East side, and um, my roots has always been on the East side. Um, it took me a while to even, um, even, to even think about applying for it um, just – for the fact that my passion was always on the east side. Um, but at the same time, I couldn't um, pass up opportunity um, to have uh, experience to, to change my life forever. Um, so um, about probably a couple weeks um, after deciding that, I uh, went over the process, um, got the interview, um, did pretty good at the interview, um, kind of waited a little bit on it, um, and then got the phone call. And um, obviously I was very excited to have the opportunity um, to be obviously the new coach at Sun Prairie West. Yeah, Chris, being an East grad uh, and a Whitewater grad, I mean, you, you went to MATC. You've you've kind of gone through some bumps along the way, and uh, now what are you? Are, I know you were at East working with kids. What are you doing now, and how's that affect your day to day job? Um, I'm actually um, I'll actually be transitioning over to Sun Prairie uh, very soon. Um, so that will be my, obviously my new job going forward. Um, so, um, my everyday life is just, um, getting ready to start this new adventure, uh, bring what I've been, um, learning, um, and my coaching experience, um, to some period. And hopefully that everything I've learned over the past couple of years, um, will have me in the prime position to be successful at some Perry West. Hey, you were, uh, was it a behavioral education assistant over at East? Um, yeah, I did that for a couple of years, and then um, the past couple of years, um, I was actually a PE teacher, so um, I was doing that for the last couple of years, so, yep, so be transitioned over. I think I'm going to go back into behavior. Um, I think my passion um, is dealing with kids um, that obviously need a, a positive person in their life to push them forward to being successful, even though you make bad decisions in life, um, that you can still make it further in life, so I want to be the kind of that person that they can come to and lean on, and Obviously, I'll be a good person to have. Yeah, and it makes sense why that transitions over into coaching, right? Obviously, the positive influence and reinforcing good behavior, I mean, that has a ton to do with what, what, what being a coach is. But, Chris, I, I'm curious how you found your passion for coaching, right? Obviously, you, as you mentioned, you've been an assistant over at Madison East. Uh, you've played at the highest of levels, winning a national title during your time at UW-Whitewater and winning Player of the Year while you were there as well. Uh, so, so what really made you think, huh, yeah, maybe I should get into coaching now, obviously entering your first year as a head coach? Um, I think my passion was always that um, I was a father um, when I was obviously a student athlete and being an athlete. And um, I, I kind of wanted to put that on hold to be a father. And my son wanted to be um, an athlete. So I kind of felt like my passion was going in to be a coach because I wanted to teach my son everything I was learned in life. Um, so my passion kind of started from wanting to coach my son and kind of pushing myself forward to becoming a coach. And then once I kind of figured out that um, you can obviously be um, a serious impact to a lot of people's lives being a coach, um, that gave me more passion to wanting to do it. And then after that, um, the rest is history. I felt like, you know, my experience in playing and then obviously being in the, the sport for so long that um, I can give so much to so many kids that, it started from there, and then um, I just I just put a lot of passion into it because 
Um, I want kids to be great. I want every kid in the world to have the opportunity to be great. And I want somebody like myself or other people like um, former athletes to be a platform for them so that they can push themselves further in life. Um, and I think um, that's what pretty much pushed my passion to become a coach. Yeah, Chris, how important is it for you to be in the building as a head coach? I mean, you've seen Matt Mayota over at uh, at East, uh, who I'm sure is one of your mentors there. Uh, what what the impact he's had being there day to day? How important was it for you at Sun Prairie not just to be the coach, but actually be in the building on a full time basis? Um, I think it's extremely important, um, just because our student athletes have to see our face and understand um, that we're there for them and that if they need anything, that we're there on a daily basis for them. Um, and that is obviously that plays a big part because we have the connection with the teachers. Uh, we have the connection with the whole school. And I feel like um, once we are there, um, they understand that um, we have their best interests and we're going to do as best we can to help them. So um, that's why I think um, the best thing of being, being at the school at all times. Chatting with Chris Davis, the brand-new head coach of boys basketball at the brand-new Sun Prairie West High School. So, Chris, I, I mentioned brand-new head coach, brand-new high school, which means you kind of get to shape the the origination, if you will, of this program. It sounds you know, like you're excited, obviously, for that opportunity. But, but what do you expect, I guess, from a culture standpoint and obviously from a team standpoint? You probably don't know a ton of student-athletes that will be at West, given that this is the first year it will be a high school. What, what are some of your year one expectations? Um, obviously, just to build a culture um, for kids to feel comfortable and to have the experience to obviously to start out at a, at a high school that's brand new and we build the culture from the ground up. Um, obviously, when you're at a different school or any other school that already has their culture, you kind of try to build a culture. Well, here at Sun Perry West, we're going to start together and we're going to kind of build that culture. So my expectation is obviously to build a successful, um, obviously winning program, but at the same time build a culture that our community feels is accepted and that wants to be a part of. Um, and I think that's my passion, and that's going to be my vision going forward, is to have everybody in the community on our side and want to be there to obviously celebrate our student-athletes um, on this platform when they have the opportunity to play. i got to ask you from your playing days. Uh, you're at uh, Whitewater. Now, uh, you know, being a multiple-sport multiple athlete is something uh, at the high school. You were that in the college level. You won a national title in football as well. What was that whole year like for you? Um, well, it's actually, I was actually thinking about that not too long ago. It was pretty, pretty hectic. Since, uh, as a, obviously being a star athlete on the basketball team, I was at the, the highest point of my career. Um, and then when I switched over to football, I was kind of playing a – like a role, I was kind of a backup tight end. Um, so I was once was a star to now a backup, and I think that helped me become a coach because that makes me understand the importance of everybody playing a role on a team and still being successful to become great at what you want to do. And I think my my career of being a obviously being at the highest point and then coming down a level uh, really pushed me forward to helping kids understand um, that. Obviously, you could be a star at all times, but there's always going to be a time in life where you have to play a role. And if you can't play that role, then obviously we have to transition into something else. But if you can't play that role, 
there was always going to be something great when you can. Yeah, when there's a couple national titles on the horizon, <laughs> I, I imagine it, that helps the, uh, the, the the role a little bit. Chris, I, I must ask you yeah. that because you won Player of the Year in the conference. I'm also a grad of the conference. I'm not saying the name of a conference for a reason. We'll get to that in a second. But I went to <laughs> UW-Stevens Point. You went to Whitewater. How do you say the name of the conference, Chris? Because me and Lance Wieser from Channel 27 have a good back and forth on this. We, we vehemently disagree with one another on how you pronounce the W-I-A-C. How do you say it? The WIAC. Oh, come on, Chris. It's the WIAC. <laughs> well, they, that's, how they, that's how it was pronounced to me. So. Uh, well, maybe that's, I'm just totally yeah, wrong but, then, because Lance says the same yeah. thing, Chris. He says WIAC, and I always tell him he's he's a fool. I think it's the WIAC, but you're a player of the year. Yeah. I, I I would take your uh, uh, your, yeah. your side then. You gotta go with the you gotta go with the the champion there national yeah. champion rules D- double national champion and the player of the year uh, back then so so Chris reflecting more on, on your time at Whitewater I mean obviously being at the top of your game as as you alluded to a bit earlier there winning a couple national titles in a few different sports how do you think that translates to to coaching obviously you have the experience of the biggest stages so I, I assume when it comes to regional games and sectional games and if you get to the point of state games that will help you uh, experience wise would you agree i definitely think that definitely will um and obviously at east we made it to state uh state as well right. so um that experience as well but at the same time um i just think my experience as being a student athlete i'm going to give them the opportunity to be ready at all times and then that's for the regional sectional state I'm going to make sure that all our student athletes and our coaches are going to make sure that all our student athletes are ready for that moment at all times. And I think that's what helped me is that when I got to that point, I was ready for that moment and I have to get ready for that moment. So I think that moving forward, that's what I'm going to preach and teach at our school um, that obviously never get ready for the moment because you already be ready for the moment. So um, that's something I'm going to stick to. And I think that's going to help our student athletes when it comes to that point. Yeah, well, what uh, grade is Chris in, your son? Uh, he'd be a, he's a freshman, going to be a sophomore next year. And he'll be over with you? Yes, he will be. Ooh. <laughs> How's the uh, father-son coaching relationship going? It's pretty good. You know, he's, uh, you know, you know, he has a little, has a little speed bumps, but obviously at the end of the day, I, I always have his best interest, so he knows that. So, you know, it's a good relationship, and obviously we're still growing, and Hopefully this experience of me coaching them at this level would help as well um, to prepare them for college and obviously further if that comes up down the line. I know you've got an interesting story to tell, and you've shared that with a lot of students at East, your background and some of the struggles you went through. Who's the, the, do you have one particular role model or role models who helped get you to where you are today? Um, I would say majority of all my youth coaches um, there's there's so many um, played a part. Um, I don't I don't think I just lean on one person. Um, I lean on multiple people because multiple people play different parts of my life. Um, so I would say pretty pretty much all my youth coaches, my high school coaches, my college coaches, anybody that played a small part in my life, I think um, obviously would be um, a huge part for me moving forward because I kind of take a little bit from everybody and I kind of use what they have taught me over the past and still talk with them to kind of push me forward to where I'm trying to be. 
From the Whitewater Warhawks to the West Wolves for Chris Davis, the new boys basketball coach at Sun Prairie West. A lot of W's going on there. Chris, appreciate the time, my friend. Looking forward to your first year as the head coach at West, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon down the line. I appreciate you guys having me, like I said before, and I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again. Awesome. It's Chris Davis, once again, new boys basketball coach at Sun Prairie West. Gives me an opportunity to tell you about our great friends over at Zimbrick Honda. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time or reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or head over to ZimbrickHonda.com to search current inventory. Well, our guest lineup doesn't stop. LeVar Ridgeway will join us next. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Monday edition of Zimbraconda's Prep Mania here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin. On demand, Alex Strofe, the Dean, Dennis Semra, hanging out with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. We go to the phone lines now. Excited to be joined by Assistant Director of the WIAA, going to help launch that new satellite office we've talked about the last few weeks near Milwaukee. LeVar Ridgeway with us now on Prep Mania. LeVar, appreciate the time, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Of course, anytime. So let's talk about first your role with the WIA, LeVar. It was uh, last July you assumed the role as assistant director uh, with the WIA, filling in, of course, for Stephanie Hauser, who previously held that role. Now, of course, running the WIA as the executive director. So it's been about a year. You've seen the entire academic year. Of course, we still have spring championships ahead of us. But how has the first 10 or so months been for you in that new role? Uh, you know, it's been awesome. Obviously, it's a, a little bit of a change from being uh, AD over at Shorewood when I, I currently left and then uh, coming into this new role here. But it's been awesome getting to know um, more of the AD, the other uh, member schools, and obviously the co-workers at, at the uh, Stevens Points office, and they've been great. Um, it's been a very great deal of great pleasure to work with them and also to learn more about the behind the scenes theme when we talk about some of the state championships and what we do to provide opportunities for our student athletes you went from being an ad at a school with a lot of sports to uh, planning for the sports across country hockey soccer and softball how's that all been and rod how does all that tie together for you do you like uh, those particular sports did you have a chance to pick or did they say nope this is what you're doing well, actually, it's funny you say that. When we had a, uh, when I came on board, we had a, 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 a quote-unquote draft, which it wasn't really a draft, but we, I made it so that we tried to uh, get sports and split them up. But um, you know, honestly, I, I'm, I was open to any and all sports, and I'm happy that I have the sports I do have. Um, it's, as far as the role and, and how it differs from what I was at uh, ADS Shorewood. It's actually similar to my role that I had when I worked at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, um, planning for bigger events, whether it's a conference championship or NCAA or NIT game, and obviously coupled that with my experience at the high school level, it kind of married the two together. Yeah, now, I want to talk about this uh, new office uh, in the Milwaukee area. How did this come about, and uh, you want to talk a little bit about the setting that up? 
Sure. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, obviously we have uh, uh, Stephanie Hauser being our new executive director, uh, me being new, and Mel Dow coming in as well. You know, we have a lot of uh, a new blood in the office, and you know, we're we're looking to explore new ideas, and obviously listening to our member schools. And you know, one of the main things we've heard is um, obviously in the southeast Wisconsin uh, area, there's a lot of our member schools there, and there was an appetite to have uh, someone there to work as a liaison uh, for our main office in Stevens Point and uh, be able to communicate with them and, and help uh, engage and be of a service uh, to those schools there. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting the office set up and having some uh, people stop by and having some uh, conversations, having some workshops and having some things that will help the membership in that area as well. LeVar Ridgeway with us, assistant director with the WIA here on Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN. Alex Strofe, Dennis Semrai with you. So, LeVar, I just want to reiterate, right, so essentially this new office near Milwaukee will almost bridge the gap, essentially, between southeast Wisconsin schools and the office in Stevens Point. Am I understanding that correct? Yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, bridge the gap, but just more so, more so be another option for um, that area, and it, it will – um, make me available to not only Milwaukee but surrounding areas, Madison, and you know, going to different schools and having um, kind of a, a point of uh, our office somewhere near it to probably where they used to taking that two or three hour drive to uh, Stevens Point, depending on where they are. So, uh, whether it's meetings that we have or meeting or things that we'll do exclusively in that office, uh, we're just providing another option for for a majority of some of our member schools there. Yeah, I like to say uh, sort of an outreach. You're reaching out to the membership. Yeah, one of our main focuses, uh, you know, under uh, Stephanie Howard has been having our association be more of a service uh, to our, our member school. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we've tried to uh, do in our new, where my what, 10 or 11 months here is, you know, show that we have a, a willingness to listen to concerns or suggestions and and try to act in them um, as we can. And uh, you know, being uh, you know, in the Sherwood uh, district before, uh, where's the office located? Is it pretty close to home? Uh, no, it's in uh, so it's right uh, on Brown Deer Road and Port Washington Russell. It's in the Milwaukee okay. Bayside area. So uh, yep. if you're familiar with uh, if the area, actually not too far from a few of our member schools, Nicolay. Nicolay School um, District, right. Yeah, that's where I started. Brown. Uh, okay, Brown Deer High School. So there, there's a few member schools around. So um, we're, like I said, we're we're just finalizing getting it set up and uh, looking forward to, to hosting some folks and uh, have a look at what we got. Right off yeah. Highway 43, right. there, huh? Yep. Yeah, there you there go. There you go. Right. Right. Okay. Sure. Very cool. So what's the uh, what's the timeline then, Lavar? Do you know when when you'd like to get that that open? I, obviously, I would assume by next academic year beginning. Yep, yep, that, that's the plan, and we're, we're getting things set up there now. And, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a cozy office, I will say. <laughs> nothing extravagant. It's, it's uh, something, again, you know, it, it is the word satellite. It's, it's there for a reason. It's nothing that, you know, we're not going to be moving the headquarters to that the area. It's something that, again, uh, home base for my assistant and I and the ability to have a, a smaller space to do um, smaller meetings that need to. Yeah, and we're familiar with your assistant in the uh, Madison area, Molly O'Brien. Yes, Molly O'Brien, for sure, for 
for sure. Former Panther, former uh, Columbus High School great, and uh, she'll be uh, inducted into the uh, Wisconsin Basketball Hall of Fame coming up this summer as well, so or this fall. Uh, so very proud of her, and uh, you know I think she's very excited about her new role, and uh, we, she probably wouldn't like us talking about her this much on the radio, but um, she's done a great job for us so far. Hey, we're saying nice yeah. things at least, right, Lavar? Right? It's not like we're talking yeah. about the time she double booked you or anything, right? <laughs> you can ask ask her for me. Does she still got game? Oh, she's still she's still playing. Uh, she's still playing in rec league, so she's still got a little game left. All right, that's good. She was uh, she was one of my favorites. So when I was with the Capital Times. Yep, and her dad, uh, longtime uh, basketball coach and athletic director up at Columbus as well. So, excellent. A lot of local ties. Well, LeVar, uh, congratulations on all the success, man. It seems like uh, this this new opportunity for you is really exciting and really exciting really overall for for the WIA and member schools. This is awesome. Yeah, no, I'm very excited about it. I'm I'm, uh, looking forward to complete the cycle and getting our spring championships in. Um, and then obviously taking some notes from that and just looking at ways to improve the experience, not only for our student-athletes, but for our ADs and superintendents and everybody else. So um, exciting times now, and I'm looking forward to keeping it going. Now, you were in the office last spring when we had the alternate fall season right on top of the spring. Uh, what's the office like? Is it your sense of, of uh, everybody getting back to normal? Uh, you hearing stories yeah. about last year? Yeah, so, you know, actually we, you know, I was, I was still the AD during the alternate uh, fall season, so I kind of experienced it from the AD side, and we had a lot of our sports did take advantage of that of that option. So I can just imagine now being in the office and seeing the work that it goes through trying to do a separate uh, championship season, you know, with spring coming up. I, I know it was a challenge, but I think it's a testament to the, uh, the people there, they made that opportunity happen. And, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think I can speak for a lot of ADs that were in that predicament that didn't have a chance to participate in the fall, that we're, we're appreciative of the work that they did do. Yeah, collective sigh of relief, I imagine, this year, that <laughs> oh, you don't have God. to go through Indeed. that again. Yeah, that's, Indeed, uh, yes. that's, that's a lot. Well, LeVar Ridgway, the assistant director with the WIA. Appreciate the time, LeVar. We'll do it again soon, and best of luck as you get things going at the satellite office. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to have a host you down there. So when you guys are in the area, let me know. We'll do a show live from there, Dennis. How's yeah. that for an <laughs> idea? That's good. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, LeVar. LeVar Ridgeway, Assistant Director with the WIA, joining us here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time. And they'll reduce your car buying stress by finding just the vehicle that matches your very style. If you're in the market for a new Honda, if you're in the market for a used Honda, if you're in the market for anything in between, you can head over and see our friends at Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or check current inventory at ZimbrickHonda.com. Little satellite office, Dennis. I'm going to have to build you a satellite office. (laughs) I've already got one at home. Yeah, there you go. Cross Plains... uh... The Crossplane Satellite oh, yeah, Office of ESPN Madison. Is that yeah. what we got going on there at the Semra household? Well, hey, it was during the pandemic when we were doing shows and uh, oh, could be in the office and Zoom and doing that. We've done a lot of Zooms for the uh, profiles. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Speaking of which, we've got plaques to deliver. We'll talk about that next right here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. We'll wrap it up next. 
maybe? Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app. And Wisconsin on demand, Alex Strofe here with the Dean, Dennis Semrau, Alex Gravatt running the show on the ones and the twos as well, partially. As uh, we wrap up today's edition, a big thanks to Chris Davis and LaVar Ridgeway for joining us. Dennis, uh, what's the big takeaway? Let's start with LaVar Ridgeway. Uh, very eccentric guy. Seems like he's ready to get rolling on that satellite office. Uh, WIA. Well, it, first of all, it's good to see the WIA doing some different things, You know, thinking outside the box. Uh, you always got a do. lot of school in the Milwaukee area, so answering that uh, need of communication. Again, you know, what is the WIA? It's not a bunch of people in Stevens Point. It's the membership. They're the ones that right. they're there for. I mean, that you have to have some kind of central office, but uh, you want to reach out. And it was interesting to hear him say Madison area, too, that, you know, anybody from uh, – he could be making some appearances over here. If anything, you get out of the pandemic, it's things aren't going to go back to the way they were. What can we take out of it? Zoom meetings, for example. I mean, now because the, with the Zoom capability, he, uh, he can be down in you know in Sherwood area and Bayside area and uh, make that eight o'clock meeting. Not have to drive back and forth. And uh, I, I think from a standpoint of. Uh, Ideas. I'd be curious to see now, as year one is done, the evaluation, what's going to happen in the area meetings that come in September, How what they responded to the needs of the membership. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got things like, okay, are you going to be adding some sports now? You know, we talk about, are we ever going to bring baseball back to the University of Wisconsin? Well, the pandemic kind of put a hole in that one because <laughs> of, bu- of budgets. And uh, the WA is coming out of uh, a year where, you know, you get a lot of your money from the state tournaments. And they weren't able to, to generate that revenue. But you're still able to keep things going and keep sports. And uh, anything that, that you can reach out and be proactive instead of reactive. My criticism of the WA over the years has been, uh, it's better more of a reacting to things going on. It's like, no, why don't we think ahead? If you're looking at conference realignment, don't settle that problem. What's going to go up? Let's let's kind of be two steps ahead instead of one step behind. And I see them more trending in that direction now. Yeah, I, I would say proactive is a good word to use. And something I did forget to mention that, that I wanted to while we chatted with LaVar Ridgeway was that he, uh, he, he, well, the WIA making a lot of history with the recent hires, right? Stephanie Hauser became the first female executive director of the WIA, and LeVar became the first person of color on the WIA executive staff when he was hired last year. So, um, you know, trying new things as well as having new people and, and you know, uh, voices that maybe aren't as heard as much or haven't been in, in the history now, uh, now members of the board and running the board. Right, uh, diversity. I mean, that, yeah, exactly. it's one thing to talk about, it's another thing to put it into play. And they're putting it into play. And that's very good to see, right? I think that's good for the longevity of the WIA uh, as a whole. So that, that's, that's great. Um, and LeVar was terrific. Really enjoyed the conversation with him. And we'll do it again down the road. I'm sure, obviously, he is a huge part in executing what happens with the WIA and their state championships and all in between. So I'm sure we'll have him back uh, down the road. I do want to flip over, though, to Chris Davis, who we had on uh, a bit earlier in the show, who's the brand-new boys basketball coach at uh, Sun Prairie West, the brand-new high school uh, coming here in the fall out in Sun Prairie. Leaves Madison East. He joins Rhonda McLinn, who was at East, and now will be as well at Sun Prairie West as the girls' basketball coach. Uh, enjoyable conversation with him as well, Dennis, um, other than the fact that he pronounces the Wyack incorrectly. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the conversation other than that. See, it's something I never thought about. Uh, my son went to Whitewater, and I just uh, – but I'm part of the old uh, – <laughs> oh boy! The WSUC. SUC, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, there's different versions of that as well. But we, we um, suck. Yeah. <laughs> so they say no. that. <laughs> Try not to anyway. But you know, when I, I back in the '90s, I worked for it was the WWIC, the Wisconsin Women's Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. And when they merged them together, then that became the right, WIAC. The yeah. But I, I used to remember that, that, that the, the WSUC in its heyday. One which is guys sports before the, the, the women's conference was added. I mean, it was one of the best in the country, and then still remains that way. That since they've merged the offices and everything else together, uh, but I think uh, you, you look at uh, you know Wisconsin being the main Division One school. It's the only D one for football, but then you've got you know Green Bay and Marquette. You know you got Division Two Parkside, but. Boy, I mean, the, between the education and the activities, I mean, the year that Whitewater won football, basketball, and baseball titles all in the same calendar year was incredible. Uh, for and he was there yeah. for all of it, which is just insane. Um, and uh, very, very, very cool for, for UW-Whitewater. That was back when, Dennis? 2014, maybe? Yep. I think that's correct? 14, yep. Oh, was that right? Okay, good for me. Wow, look at that recollection. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a while, but, uh, yeah, now we've uh, they just what, had the baseball championships over the weekend. Uh, NCAA bids are coming out. That's another thing. Yeah, Stevens Point hosting a regional this yeah. weekend, Dennis. I'm not going. I was no. a- I was asked to come back, but I could only swing Sunday as a PA announcer, and they said, uh, oh, we want somebody for the whole weekend. So yeah, that'd be cool. <clears throat> it could be cool to work that. I've, I've, I haven't done one of those before, but I'm just thinking ahead to the uh, Appleton uh, where the uh, Timberwolves, uh, not the, uh, the Timberwolves, the, the Timber Rattlers. Timber Rattlers. The Outer Tigers. Yeah, uh, for state baseball. I mean, that wraps up the season going up there. Major. Yeah, and that's great. I've attended several of those, uh, working for a now defunct website called Wisconsin Baseball Central, um, was how I kind of got my foot in the door there. And I think I've covered six or seven of those at, uh, at what's the name of that stadium now? I can't even think of it. Um, in Appleton. Can you think oh, of it off the top of your head? Neuroscience. Neuroscience Group Field. You got it. You, go. you got it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so always uh, Fox City Stadium and uh, near, oh, Neuroscience Group God. Field. You got it. Is there a better place for a stadium? I mean, access is great. Right off the Parking highway there. Is awesome. Parking is great. Concessions, they've really redeemed. Re- uh, well, they got the secret it. sauce for the brats there, Dennis. Oh. I think we should get credentialed for the baseball tournament just so we can go get that secret sauce because it's real good. It's real good. Brats with some dark mustard and secret sauce. The killer. I think I'm going to go home and grill some brats, Dennis. You're making me very hungry. All right, I'm off the grill brats. This has been Zimbarconda's presentation of Brett Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. A big thanks to Chris Davis and LaVar Ridgeway for joining, and a big thanks to you for hanging out with us tonight. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.